wanted to be a yeah. fighter. You wanted to be a killer. New York, you wanted to up. be the champ. Scott, you boy in the booth, nigga. Godzilla bankroll, stole some silly on, yo, I ain't got it all, that means I'm barely home, trailblazer, stay ballin' with vengeance, my arts is crafty, dogs, why y'all stuck on laffy taffy, wondering, yeah, how did y'all niggas get past me, I've been doing this before, what's up Joes, and welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA show, Jeff Shanahan and Raphael Chadez back with you once again, what is going on my brother? What's going on, Jeff? Shit. Another day in the neighborhood, man. Yeah. Same old, same old. Just getting hotter over here. Word. Yeah, it's been uh it's been getting warm around here too, yeah. man. man I, I wish we could just experience like spring and fall. Right, it well, went like from say, we get winter and summer, like extremes. It's like <laughs> it went from fucking like snow to goddamn eighty degrees in a week. Yeah. And I got these stupid dogs barking. Hopefully you guys can't hear. It's got to be pretty hard for you because you're way up in the attic, so it probably gets yeah. warm. Yeah. I'm throwing that AC up pretty soon. Because, like, some of the days it's been all right. It's been uh, tolerable. But, you know, with the window open, but then you got all the noise. Right. Right. <coughs> At least you got windows. Yeah, like, my room doesn't have any windows. Like, I have windows, but they're not accessible windows. So I can't but even. You're in the basement, too, right? Yeah. That shit's nice, though. I, when I go to my fucking brother's house, it's nice and chill. Sometimes, I mean, like, we got AC, too, so when that's going, it, it's extra nice. But, like, yeah, it definitely stays a little bit cooler, but, like, I'm hot. Like, I'm just a naturally warm-blooded person anyway, mm-hmm. so I can't even get, like, a breeze through this bitch, like, at this time of the year when it's too not warm enough for the AC yet, but it still gets hot enough. You know what I mean? So... That part sucks, but I just kick the fan on and pray for the best. Yeah, I'm throwing that AC in probably tomorrow. I don't blame you, bro. It's only supposed to get hotter. Yeah, from here on out. I, I, I think think I'll go with uh, my gut instinct now. I think uh, think winter's over in Chicago. <laughs> it's going to snow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it better not fucking snow. That'll nah, wait till I put it in my AC, then it'll do it. I'll tell you what. I love I love that it's getting warmer and shit outside, but it sucks that we basically lost the entire month of April for a quote unquote spring because um now everything's fucking blooming and my allergies are haywire as fuck. Doesn't that throw everyone off too for growing and shit? Um, not really because you don't you don't really plant until late, you know, May, early June anyway. Most, I mean, a lot of times, even like you know, you're into June before you're gonna plant. Uh, unless you're, I think my, if you're starting from seed, sure, you're gonna want to get it in probably in like May. That'll fuck up a little bit, but it, most people go from clone anyway. Okay, yeah, because because my dad, uh, he does gardening. He's a fucking gardener here, in Chicago. right? So he starts early, like with his stuff, and maybe it's because he used to do a lot more like odd jobs in that that sort of area in gardening around chicago um so i don't know if that's why he would get started early but no he did it here at the house i saw them but i saw them having to do it like uh this past weekend because my mom likes having rosebuds well you saw our front yard no i don't know if you saw our front yard no i didn't see the front yard we only came in through the back door 
And then the only yeah, time the I really ever saw the front was the gate yeah. waiting for we, Jesus. The, ba- the backyard's now clean. There was like fucking huge ass couches back there. <laughs> My dad's like, well, we need to make some carne asada. That, that's Mexicans. As soon as like it starts getting nice outside, it's like, hey, we need to start grilling meat. Yeah. Like, we need to make some tacos. Same way, bro. I, I mean, I'll grill when it's cold, but mm-hmm. this is this is my favorite time of year. I got to get more gas in my, my grill. Yeah, but in the front, they got like another little tree, but they pump uh, rosebuds and shit like that. My mom loves that shit. Word. Plants all their flowers and my dad. Well, my dad's always done it for a living, so he just kind of helps. They kind of do it together. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. Yeah, as far as growing weed, like it's, you don't, you don't really have to get it in the ground when it first thaws. You want the... And if you're going from seed, yeah, you want to get it in probably about this time of year. But clones, yeah, you're you're looking at like June, at least getting it in by June, because you haven't even hit like until the end of June. You haven't even started getting peak life cycle yet, or you know day, you know full full amount of of daylight <laughs> hours for growing anyway. <laughs> Still be wacky for it. Yeah, yeah. I did go on a fucking sweet ass nature hike yesterday though, but that's probably not helping my allergies any. Mm. But uh yeah, I posted some pretty cool pictures on uh on my Instagram from last night's uh last night's sunset from the dunes up uh up over Lake Michigan. So if you wanna see some cool pictures nice. of fucking stupid shit, hit me up on Instagram at InstaBiffy. Nice. I've only been on to the Indiana Dunes once. I'm telling it might you, not, it might not have been even the Indiana Dunes. I don't. It just was dunes, but uh, those shits are hard as fuck, bro. We uh, get up. So the park I go to, it's called Lake Harbor Park, and it comes out. You go up over the dunes and stuff, and you end up right on the beach of Lake Michigan. But <laughs> when you come into the park, like you walk in, and you can either go. There's a path. If you're facing the dunes, there's a path to the right. That you can go through and it takes you through nature and then it's it's a nice little easy path right down to the boardwalk and to the beach. Or you can go straight up the fucking dunes and then you can go through the valley and into the woods and through the woods and there's trails and different dunes and stuff to climb and and go up that way. So we did that. We went through the woods and we got out to the beach and then there's a big ass fucking dune right off to the right when you come through the woods that I always climb. That's where I go smoke at. So we climbed up that one. And it's a bitch getting on that one. And then there's another one right next to it that's just a little bit higher. But you don't start as low on the ground. And uh, we ended up climbing up that one and sitting up there. And we did a couple dabs and fucking smoked a nice. joint. Yeah. Yeah, it was a cool time. Don't mind me. I got to blow my nose. Get the boogers. Yeah, no, that sounds like a badass time, just chilling, smoking. In yeah, the dude, it's fucking beautiful, man. It's it's absolutely beautiful. So I, I'm saying, man, I got to get you up here. You got to come up visit the summer. Can you publicly nice. smoke up there or no? I mean, yeah, no, you're not. I mean, legally, no, you're not supposed to. But I've I've been up there for years. I've been going to Lake Harbor Park and smoking and like. We usually don't smoke down in the woods and on the trails because those are usually really busy. Not mm-hmm. really busy, but that's that's where you're going to run into somebody, either like a family or people with their dogs and shit. You can go off into the woods off the beaten path and, and hide in there. But, like, we usually – if you're up on those dunes, 
it's not real likely you're going to get somebody coming up on you. You know, you're so high up and shit, so <laughs> that's usually where we go and smoke. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's chill. It's nice. It's a good little workout. The only thing is, is yeah, it was a really, like, super high fucking day for pollen, so I'm sorry to everybody that's got to listen to me suffer through this. Yeah, I'm sorry about my voice. This hasn't come. It, it's almost all the way it's back. Getting, yeah, as I say, it's better than it was last week. Oh yeah, I'm trying. Was... Yeah, you were you were sounding rough last week. Yeah, and I told you Thursday, you're like, hey, my internet's uh, like, I got hit by a storm. I I might not have internet. Yeah, we got. And I'm it. like, um, I'm like, that's cool. I'm like, I should probably give my voice a rest anyway. It's still not still not good. And you're like, still. And I'm like, I think I strained it, dude. I'm like, if it was gone, it would have come. Like, if I just lost it, it would have came back. Right. I think I, I think I just strained it, and it was it just took a while to get back. For sure, that In happens. Back. back, yeah. A, uh, yeah, we uh, we got hit Wednesday night with a with a pretty crazy storm, and it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't lose power, but um, my internet went down, so I might. We as got well, a little bit of it. I might as well. I had to close my window. Fucking power. I had to close my window because it was shooting water in here, and I didn't want my computer, my toys to get wet. I had to close the window. Right. Make sure that shit was closed when I went to work because that shit was at night. I had to close to wake up. Yeah. Because it knocked, it actually knocked over. I had to readjust some of the toys so it wouldn't knock them over anymore. It knocked over the, I think it was the Undertaker and the Sting. Oh, was no. Blown. Yeah, so I moved them over, and I, I, I fixed it a little bit better anyway to where that won't happen anymore. Keep the window open. No, yeah, it got pretty violent. Yeah, man, it was. Uh, they were they were calling. I mean, it didn't it didn't end up hitting that high, but they were calling for like the potential for eighty four mile an hour winds and mm-hmm. uh, tornadoes. Because oh, I had that little shit. stupid roof, a little roof thing that covers the the windows, kind of. Yeah. And that's, that's when it gets really nasty, the fucking wind just shoots it towards right. the window anyway. And... Right. Get water in here. So yeah, no, it must have been really fucking bad. Eighty something miles. <laughs> yeah, it didn't it didn't hit that high. Yeah. And like I said, we didn't lose power, thankfully, but when you lose internet, you might as well lose fucking power. Yeah. Like, you can't do shit anyway. I mean I could still play video games or whatever, but playing a hard drive. Yeah, and I could play stuff off my hard drive, but anything mm-hmm. else is you know, music, fucking Netflix all fucked. Yeah. So but yeah, so that ended up, and it ended up kind of working out anyway, because I, um, I was able to go down and see my uh, my friends and my former former record label mates. Uh, they had their CD release party Thursday night, so. But Eminem, it's a record release party. Yeah, these dudes, these dudes are like a, a like a punk band almost. So, but they were <clears throat> when I. I first got into into the into music and shit. I was part of a like a collective of Muskegon artists, and we mm. we were a quote unquote label. We were called uh, Mux Rec or Muskegon Records, and Shorthair Domestics was one of the bands on the label with me, and they were probably my favorite band on the label. So, and I go back fucking almost eight years with these dudes. They used to practice in our house, so. Just, yeah, man. So it was really cool to see for them to finally, after all this time and shit, finally get a record out and stuff. So 
I'm, I'm stoked for those dudes. So, yeah, it worked out not having internet. And then by the time I got home, I think the internet came back on just before I left to go to the bar mm-hmm. at like 930 because I didn't really want to go down there all night and hang out and see a bunch of people and whatever. So I made it down there just in time to watch those dudes play and then left. Yeah. Yeah. My friend got mad at me. He's like, why don't you come out of my my thing? And I'm like, were you performing? He's like, no. And I'm like, well, that's why I fucking go, dude. He's like, oh, why? I'm like, because I don't want to go to a fucking bar just to drink. I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I told this because I had to tell him again. I'm like, it's nothing against you, but I don't like go, going to that shit. Like, I don't. And if you want me to go do something I don't like, then I don't think we could be friends, cocksucker. Right. Like, what the fuck? That, that's going to be a caveat? Like, I got to do shit that I don't want to do? No, I don't make you do shit you don't want to do. And right. if you don't want to come watch fights and smoke weed and hang out, then don't. That sounds like a badass time to me. Like, I was. Fuck like, yeah. If someone invited me, like, hey, bro, come over and watch some fights or some WWE and let's fucking smoke, I'm like, all right, that sounds badass. All right, cool. Yeah. Now they're like, hey, let's go to the bar and drink and go to the bar. I'm like, yeah. I guess it's to pick up chicks, but then it's like, I already went to work. I decompress and I got to put in more work at the fucking bar. <laughs> yeah i get it i get it are you uh are you going to that action show in a couple weeks i'm i have the thing but one of my friends is having like an art show that day but the thing is he they're hosting the art shows who it's not their art like that's the thing like i i that's why i feel weird about it Oh, like I that. like I know they're hosting it and shit and I want to go support. But really, like I'm not bringing anybody. It's just going to be me and my five bucks or whatever. The, I think it's free. One of them. How far away from where you got to go to see action is it? I think it's probably in the same general direction, bro. So I, could, I could do both. That's what I'm saying. I could do both. Hit up both. Stop into that art show thing for like fucking 10 minutes. Say what up to your boy. and Dip. I just wish they would, I don't know, if they're going to be promoters, I guess they're going to be promoters, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't I mean, know if that's what they want to do, though. I, I don't know. Some people, that's what they do, man. They just want to be promoters. Not me. I, I yeah, fucking me, hate dude. being a promoter. I've had to do it plenty of times in my life. I don't like it. Dude, I remember having to deal with parties. I hated that shit. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. Cleaning up, setting up, making sure no one's fucking anything up. You don't enjoy anything. That's not a party. You're You're working. Yeah, exactly. It's work. Yeah. That's what I mean, man. Just show up. Say what's up. Then they, they, they can't say shit to you because at least you showed up. Like, obviously, maybe stay more than 50, 10 minutes, but, you know, get out of there in time to go to that action show. Yeah. The same thing with moving. You're my friend. Don't ask me to fucking help you move. Oh. Which I did have a lot of friends at, when I had a pickup truck. I said when you had a truck, of course. God. Of course. Oh, my God, dude. That's all it was ever. Especially being in Champaign with college kids. Bro, it's even worse when you have a full-size truck. I bet. I had a couple F-150s in my day. I moved some motherfuckers. Yeah. Dude, I had to move some motherfuckers in the winter. That's why I got got some deals on my shit. That's why I don't feel bad. Like, some of the shit I came across for deals that he sold me was a lot in part because I helped him move. And like I, I had a pickup, my dad had a pickup and let us borrow it. So that's two pickups. That saves 
lot of fucking renting stuff. Yeah. I had to help a friend of mine move twice. Shit sucked. Yeah. If you're a friend, don't don't make your friends help you move. You know how much it sucks? Pay somebody. Yeah. I guess if you don't have the funds, right, you can't really do it. I mean, I can't really say much because I've... <laughs> You've had people help you move? Yeah, kind of, but only mm-hmm. like... See, I got lucky because I had the pickup when I did it, so it didn't have a lot of heavy shit. So, like, the biggest one was, like, uh, the mini fridge. It's kind of big, but not really. I handled that shit myself. But I guess couches and stuff like that. See, I've never had this. Would, yeah. If I moved now, this would be the first time I've had anything more of furniture than a, than a chair, like a lazy boy. Um, but over the last four years, I've acquired a fucking sectional from a friend of mine. So, yeah, I'd have to box a bunch of shit up, all the toys, all the figures. Yeah, to take apart the desks. I'd have to, I'd have some stuff to move this time around. Yeah, I got a lot more shit now than what I did when I moved in here. But I've lived here for four years, almost five years now. Nice. Yeah, I guess this is what it is. <laughs> oh shit! You're home, baby. It's home, yeah. Nah. Fuck. What else is? Uh, did you watch? I didn't. I didn't because I canceled my subscription. But did you watch? Uh, what was it? Backlash the other night. Uh, yeah, yeah. I liked it. Okay. <clears throat> I, I'm, you well, you didn't check it out because you canceled. I I got the I saw the results because like I forgot yeah. to turn off the um notifications for the network, so I got the results. I need to do a podcast tomorrow on it and get over, get over it. That's what I'll probably do tomorrow. But um, the Miz and uh, the Seth Rollins match was a really good match. Probably the match of the night. Uh, Seth retained the title. Still Intercontinental Champion. Uh, let's see. Then I guess the most important part of the night was Shinsuke and AJ. It came out to uh, they both couldn't make the, the 10 count. They, or they couldn't get up after low-blowing each other. It was a no-DQ match. So if, it, a little backstory for the... So the feud... Bef- Nakamura won the Royal Rumble, which gave him advancement to WrestleMania to challenge AJ for the title. So he challenges AJ for the title at WrestleMania. He loses to AJ in a badass match and then hands AJ the match. title. Yeah, yeah. And then as AJ as AJ's holding the title, looking at it, Nakamura low blows him. And um, the greatest Royal Rumble was in between this. The Superstar Shakeup wasn't uh, in between this, but Backlash happened this past weekend. And he's been low blowing him, I was that's leading been up kind of a this. reoccurring thing. <clears throat> yeah, he's he's just been low blowing him. Uh, like in, uh, while this guy's been in tag matches, while they've had matches, so it was a no DQ match because you know it was going to happen again. So they both were low-blowing each other, and they both came down to where they kicked each other in the nuts, and they couldn't answer the call, so the ref called it as a no contest, no one wins. And it's going to lead into a bigger feud. A lot of people aren't liking the way it ended, but it's the only way to keep Nakamura from looking weak and continue the feud in order to put the belt on him or not weaken him and keep him going as a good heel, which is what they want to do. He's a good heel. Right. So... the. 
he they're either gonna put it on him or end it in a badass gimmick match. Either it be I, I it's probably gonna be a ladder match because low blows would not matter. Not getting up wouldn't matter. The only thing that would matter is them acquiring the title from the where it's hanging, climbing the ladder and getting it. So that that's probably what it's leading up to here in Chicago. If I have money, I'll check it out. Uh, money in the bank. I kind of want to check NXT out instead, but there's a lot of the, uh, everything like hit Chicago at the same time, and like I'm trying to hold stances at work where I'm like, "Fuck you guys." So. We'll see if I we'll, still no no. Yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see where we'll see where it goes from here. But I kind of want to go for that. Maybe I just won't buy some figures and I'll buy tickets to that because I think it's going to be AJ versus Shinsuke in a ladder match. I haven't watched the ending of SmackDown. I caught a little bit of the beginning, but they're they're doing a Money in the Bank thing right now where they're um because it's going to be Money in the Bank, but they're doing like qualification matches. So they haven't named it yet, but. I'm guessing it's going to be AJ versus Shinsuke in a ladder match or some sort of match of where it's not going to be pinning. They can't be DQ'd. They have to climb out of the cage, but, you know, Money in the Bank already has ladders. They already have ladders present. I'm guessing it's going to be a ladder match. Is it going to be at the United Center? Uh, all State Arena. Okay. Yeah, where we're at. Yeah, they, yeah. They hold all their events there. I don't know if they have some kind of agreement with them. But all their events are always there. Well. Never always. Um. As your friend, I'm going to tell you that you should just not buy a couple of yeah. I think well, just not buy any a couple of figures and and go to Money in the Bank because I think you're going to kick yourself if you don't get yeah. getting to see that match in particular live in person. Yeah, because who knows that feud could just end and they're like, well, that didn't do so good. Because I I got a feeling I'm, your brother's going to be there and you're yeah. going to be mad if he goes and you don't. And I'm one of the fans that appreciates WWE for being WWE. Right. Like, I, I, I appreciate the wrestling aspect and, the, and them trying to put together a storyline. I'm not like, who wrote this? This shit sucks. Like, you know, I'll have my criticisms, but, you know, I, I try to find the good in it. Right. It's a performance. Yeah. It's a performance. No, um, having watched the, the their two matches at the WrestleMania, the Greatest Royal Rumble, I... I I would say that I'm glad to see that that rivalry is continuing because the fans at least get to see good matches, but they got to stop doing the fucking smosh job and either, you know, put somebody over cleanly again, like they did with AJ at the rumble or, you know, give Shinsuke a win, let him hold the title for a minute. and AJ come get it back, whatever. But you got to stop these, these double DQs and double count outs and, yeah, Shit, they like... they do it a lot in these title reigns that weaken the title reigns. Like Seth was a weak champion; he was like he had the corporation behind him. Kevin Owens had Triple H, and he was leaving the ring all the time and getting counted out all the time. These guys that can be built really powerful and can carry the championship aren't being written in well. And I'm hoping that this feud ends up in a because it. I'm. I know where it's going, and I like where it's going, or I have an idea where it's going, but it could easily take a right turn where fans are not on board with it because not everyone knows about Nakamura, and they're not easily hooked on the fact that like I could be like, "Well, go watch Nakamura stuff." They'll be like, "Well, how am I going to be sold on that?" And I'm like, "All right." And I'm like, "Well, I've seen Nakamura, so I know what he's capable of." I'm like, "I just know how they're using him is not what his capabilities are, like, right. like what, what they have been in New Japan." 
and they don't take that into consideration, and I do, and I don't know who's right and who's wrong because, you know, I have seen Nakamura, but I know he's being muffed. Right. They've never seen Nakamura, and they see him here, and they don't see the fool of Nakamura because he's being muffed, and they criticize that, and I'm like, well, go and watch him where, where he was, you know, where they let him do what he was doing. Right, where he was able to be himself. Yeah. But they're like, don't you can't use that as an argument. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but you can you though, win. because you see it. You see it all the time with people. Like, um, even back in the day, and different, you know, with different guys. But I can see it with a guy like, uh, oh God, what is it? Drew, uh, Drew McIntyre, I guess I can mm-hmm. give as an example because I've seen what Drew can do in ICW where they let Drew be Drew but he gets buried sometimes yeah he, he comes back and they they needed I don't know how I don't know how or somehow they need to find a good writing team like I'm sorry but like the couple of things I've heard Road Dog has been behind because he's an executive producer I haven't liked I haven't liked like apparently this double O blow look I'll take it I get why they did it, but apparently it was a that's uh, like a road dog thing. Word, okay. Because like, he's an executive producer, so that's one of the stories he greenlit. But you know, we'll we'll see how it ends or where it's going from here. But they did put on a badass match at WrestleMania, and uh, I did like him low blowing him there. I wish they would have held it off more and you know separated them a little bit more and not have them interact as much and low blow them as much because it kind of gets into the funny. Kind of corny, like yeah. I'm just low blowing. I'm just low blowing. Like, are you doink or something? Like, what's going on here? Are you right. a clown? Right. You can only ride that fucking pony so mm-hmm. far. Yeah, and I could see it when you're in trouble and you need to get over, but just doing it over and over again. I'm like, okay, that that's where that's where I think they need to tweak the writing and not maybe they don't have enough time to edit it and they're putting it out way too fast. I don't know, but they have. I know they have three hours to come up with, but it doesn't seem like they put a lot of. Thought. It's like, ah, the story seems good. Let's not work on it anymore. It's a rough draft, and they put it out as a rough draft. Right. They have they have my problem from high school. <laughs> put, out, put out just rough the draft. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Raphael, you have to go over this shit. It's good, but you have to fucking, you have to rewrite it. And I'm like, uh, I guess. <laughs> you got a B. B minus C. Oh, God damn it. All right, I pass. Fuck it. Yeah, right? As long as I'm passing these fucking AP classes, I'm good with that. <laughs> it's more credit than this reg- than those regos. Those fucking dummies. <laughs> yeah, dude, like at the end of uh, like senior year, I had like a bunch more credits. Like I already had more credits than I needed to graduate, and I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I like, why do you have so many? Yeah, they're like, why do you have so many credits? And I'm like, I don't know, because I took AP classes and... Like honors classes along the way. Yeah, that's I. I had enough credits to graduate. Sometime like my in my in beginning of my senior year, I think, or halfway through my senior year, something like that. I had enough credits to graduate because I took honors classes. And if I would have taken more honors classes my senior year, I slumped off my senior year. I took like one legitimate class. I took uh, honors English. Everything else was bullshit. Actually, that's the only one that, like, well, I took, like, math classes, that were, like, calculus and shit that should have helped me get into, uh, well, I was taking pre-cal, I guess, and 
in high school. And then it, sh- it should have helped me if I was really good. It should have helped me to get into like a badass calculus or getting get rid of calculus, getting into into, uh, into college. Because yeah. I know I got rid of a bunch of rhetoric classes that a lot of my friends had to take. I'm like, why do you guys got to take all those stupid classes? Because I was taking RET 105 and they had to take like RET 102 and 104 to like not have to take 105 or something like that. And I'm like, what? Huh. And I just had, I, I got to skip to 105 because I, I took a bunch of like honors English classes. And I, I and we had like to take like a stupid AP test that actually, yeah, th- th- that's what it was. It counted towards credits towards like college and shit. All right. Or towards classes. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not that smart. I, <laughs> I felt like I was just faking it until I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and then like when, when I, Started taking MMA. I'm like, oh man, if I would have put some effort into this shit, and I would have like fucking tried, and like not been a lazy asshole, like I would have had really good grades, and maybe got like fucking uh, college paid for or something. Fucking scholarships and shit. No. Working on a scholarship. Yeah, motherfucking scholarship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about music. Cause some fucking Ooh. some good shit dropped uh in the last week as far as music goes uh one of my favorite artists and uh somebody I have a lot of respect for um Royce the five nine uh you might be familiar with him from uh let's see the bad meets evil two project that he did with Eminem or slaughterhouse or just if 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 you're in the know and from the Michigan area. You know, you know about that. Uh, you know about Royce anyway, and uh, he dropped a new project, The Book of Ryan. Actually, Royce in the last couple of weeks has dropped two projects because they did uh, Prime Two with him and DJ Premier, uh, and then yeah, then he just dropped The Book of Ryan last week, and it's uh, the the lead f- uh, track or not the lead track, but the first single that's ever been kind of circulating has been. Uh, track caterpillar with uh with eminem if you haven't heard it go check it out there's a m drops this line in there about anderson silva's broken leg uh, i sent it to you you'll hear it but, yeah i'll listen to it uh, yeah it, it. it's it's really crafty it's fucking good like i wasn't a, a big fan at all of the last eminem album yeah i stopped it <laughs> uh i stopped at the second one not after the second one i, I love the first two there's there's in my in my opinion, they're probably top five albums. They're the they're the best, in my opinion, the best top two ten, Eminem, top ten, sorry. Eminem albums for sure. Top five a little um, much. I I really love those. That maybe they were staple in my childhood. That's why there's that too. But the, that was his best quality of work too. Um, mm-hmm. Because after that, like I, I didn't really like a full album there were good singles that come out and not even singles but good songs off of off of the other albums but like yeah. uh like i like cleaning out my closet but i wasn't like i didn't like that whole i wasn't in love with that cd like i was with the other two yeah relapse i mean uh, they're, they're just they were just not, was on- not really good encore curtain call wasn't that great i mean it had its songs it had but... its songs that's what i'm saying like there were songs yeah. on those albums that i liked uh but as an album, they weren't that great. And really the best thing <laughs> the best thing that Eminem put out over those years to me was uh it was a diss track called The Warning. Uh 
that he put out about Mariah Carey <laughs> and and Nick Cannon. But even like that that not bombs over Baghdad, but it was something over something Baghdad Baghdad's and or bagpipes in Baghdad that he put out about Nick Cannon. That wasn't even that great. But his bars on Caterpillar, holy shit! And there's a remix with Logic. What'd you think about his uh, Obama or no the Trumpist? It was okay. I don't know. Why don't I pour this coffee pot or something? I don't even remember how it goes. Yeah, dude, I don't know. No about a coffee pot. It wasn't my favorite M work. We'll we'll say that. Mm-hmm. Definitely was not my favorite work of M's. He seemed to have mellowed out a lot more from his first two stuff, like CDs, and then like it's like well, he's, sober he's just now. like a rich white guy now. So yeah, and sober. So it's just like, which it seems a little bit too forced. It's like he's. It's like you know the skills there, but I don't think the passion is. To be honest, like I, it's not in his heart. To me. That's just my interpretation of it. I, I could be a to- I could be totally wrong and to other people, you know, they could love it because you know people do love this Eminem. Yeah. But when you give me both of them, like if I could listen to both side to side, it's just like one has like the passion and the skills, and the other one just has the fucking skills and the just lacks a little bit of the passion. My opinion, because he has the money, he's mellowed out. He's not fucking like you said. He's not. He's not doing drugs anymore. He's sober. That could be a big part of it. Like I mean, the mellowing out is a is a big thing. He's not the angry kid that he was anymore. Yeah, he's not putting out Kim. Yeah. So or dissing his mom. Like, what else is he gonna talk about? Mm-hmm. So I I get that. Um, but yeah, I want to check out that uh, cause uh, bad when bad meets evil is a badass trick. Yeah, and so then there's first. that there's bad yeah bad meets evil or uh yeah bad meets evil too that whole they did a whole album yeah okay I remember hearing some tracks off of that yeah that that album was great mm-hmm. him and Royce have some good uh, back and forth I think that's what it is good chemistry well they've known each other their whole lives like if Royce hadn't <laughs> if Royce hadn't fucked up back in the day Royce Royce the five nine would be a much bigger artist than he is now. Uh, a much bigger, much more well-known artist if Royce drunkenly wouldn't have fucking spoken out of out of turn and uh, and said some dumbass shit. Uh, <clears throat> back at, Royce, like if you go back and you listen to um, the Slim Shady LP, Royce is on there um, before. Proof and like he started bringing him along. Like Royce was his hype man and all this shit. And Royce was getting ready to come up, but he got impatient with Dre and trying to get a deal on aftermath and stuff. So he went out and got his own deal. And then he said some shit in an interview, stupidly talking about how he seen like. M school Dre in the studio and all this shit. So it, it created some heat, obviously. But Dre's not necessarily 
a guy known for being a superb lyricist. He's he wasn't good at rapping. He, he wasn't talking about lyricism. He was just oh, okay. talking about in general. Oh, like just, sit him down and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was like way back in the day. You know what I mean? This is like I'm still, I'm still trying to make a name for himself, or mm-hmm. in the middle of making a name for himself and whatever, releasing his first album. <laughs> it created a bunch of heat. And then uh, there was a beef for a long time between Royce and uh, Royce and D12. And uh, it wasn't until Proof got murdered that that beef got squashed. And uh, M and Royce were cool again because, like, M never really got involved in it. It was mostly the guys in D12 and shit. Mm-hmm. But obviously there was just a lot of hard feelings and stuff. But, but Royce and M have been friends since they were they're they're like brothers they grew up together so they definitely have a really natural good chemistry and royce is one of the best spitters out there the five nine bro five nine man god damn i hate these allergies (coughs) sound all fucking stupid and plugged up yeah i'm like yeah (laughs) what about uh what about that uh yeah. Childish Gambino, This is America. Yeah, that Childish Gambino, This is America track dropped. Yeah. I know it's everywhere, so I'm not breaking news on anybody. I'm not in the know of the music and the and the and societies know what's popping. Well, but, you were uh you were the one that actually that showed it to me, so Okay, cool. Cause as soon as I heard it and saw it, I was like, Man, this song is pretty good. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? I, the, in, well, in it, because like Well, if you guys haven't seen it, this is America, it, it, it's a pretty I don't know how to explain it, man. It's like a pretty, like, it starts off uplifting, uplifting, and then, like, the beat gets kind of dark, and, like, he fucking shoots a dude in the head. It's it's a, it's a social commentary on the America. Gun control, it, as the a, banning of guns, the school shootings, and how, how, sorry to cut you, go ahead. No, sorry. you're good. No, uh, I think a lot of it, too, is just, um being black in america and like the shooting part how we just move on yeah how people just you know they dance and they sing with entertainment it it's like yeah. entertain us entertain us and then oh my god holy shit what the because as soon as that happens the beat changes but then it changes back it as soon as he starts entertaining again you know it starts oh like the dance he was doing yeah was he starts like, getting more dancing and it starts like getting uplifting and shit was and like the way he was dressed was like a take on uh on jim crow yeah, there was a lot of uh, like a lot from of what I saw. Yeah, like in one of them, he's uh, he's posing like I guess like Richard like Pryor. Richard Pryor. Yeah, yeah. With the, but Richard Pryor had like the flag behind them. Yeah, and I'm not too sure exactly what the Richard Pryor thing was. It was uh, fuck. What uh, I I don't want to misspeak and say what the name of his album was because it's really really controversial. Where they had they couldn't sell it in stores because it uses the N word. I don't mind saying the N-word, but I don't know exactly what the title of the... Yeah, I don't either. Off the top of my head. Yeah. But I think it might have been him flexing in front of the American flag. And and for a second, Childish Gambino does that. Boom. Yeah. And there's like a very iconic picture of um, an old black dude. Like an old iconic black dude that's kind of like uh, I don't know if he would be an Uncle Tom or something or an yeah, Jim, back in the day. Jim Crow doing like a very yeah a very is it Jim Crow? That's Jim Crow. Yeah. Okay, he's doing like a very iconic pose, 
and uh and the way he was dressed in yeah. the yellow shoes and... yeah and gambino does that exact like kind of like exact pose as he's shooting the dude in the head like in it so there's a lot of like imagery and like a lot of symbolism that gambino's getting into and i, I like the songs too i like the, the samples he's using and then how it, it just switches into the the fucking heavy bass and just deeper deeper vibe as soon as he brings out the guns yeah it's a it's a great song um there's a lot to digest with it. Not a good dancing too. I didn't know Gambino yeah. was that such a good dancer. Yeah. Um I uh I I, I tried like I, I went through and I watched it at least four times on Sunday <laughs> trying to understand it all and things like that. And then I watched it a few times yesterday and so far like twice today uh just trying to get a feel for it and, and an understanding a little bit more then i uh i went to went and watched the breakfast club's reaction to it from yesterday or this morning or whatever and to kind of get their take and and what like the the hip hop community and, and and stuff or what they're feeling on it and like their takeaway from it and stuff like that so it was it's cool to get that perspective. Uh, I'm interested to see. Do they have a different one? Because I really haven't. Not really. Reactions out. Yeah, right. Not really. Like I haven't really heard negative things from the, the only the only negative shit I've really heard from it is fucking people that don't get it. But like, um, I don't know. Like Charlemagne wanted. He was like, I I wish. I wish maybe the when he was doing the scenes where he gunned people down, uh, it would have been, especially the the church the, the choir with the AK and mm-hmm. you know like symbolizing like the church shootings and shit like that. Um, he was talking about like he should he wished he would have used a white person because to white people a lot of white people it's just gonna look like symbolizing more black on black crime. Yeah. I guess that kind of doesn't make like if you break it, break it, break it down like that, because at some in some aspects that does work like that. It that it hits people like that. Yeah, it'll, it'll hit it'll hit some people like that. Well, that and it did. See, I've seen reactions like that. From, crime, I've it? seen reactions like that from white people. They're like, I don't get what this is supposed to be saying. It's just showing more fucking black on black crime and singing and dancing and shit. And it's like you're not you're not getting the deeper meaning. But it, and, and like, none of his the, criticism, Charlemagne's criticism, like it wasn't anything negative. Yeah, he just said that. He just wanted, really like that's the only thing. Especially, he said not even so much, uh, so much the the first scene where he shot the guy in the back of the head, but, um, but that the the church choir with the AK forty seven. You know, it's just like it's it's not black people shooting up churches with AK forty sevens. Yeah, and like this, this kind of message, even though it's you know symbolic in like how he's how he's putting it like you have to think for yourself and i think it's more of a it's more of a broad like think for yourself instead of what kanye's doing i think we got into it a little bit before this yeah. about talking about how how kanye goes about his way of doing it i i guess and i don't necessarily agree with it because the statements he puts out there are really like I, I I would say they're more 
attention-seeking and not more thought-provoking than anything. They're more like, hey, look at this controversial statement I'm putting out there. Look at me. And then he'll be like, well, you have to really think about it. And like, this is what I thought or this is what I was thinking. This is how I put it out there. It's like, dude, like not everyone thinks like you. And you think very, very different to the point where you might be crazy. Like, don't you think you should put it or frame it in different terms? And especially having so so little space on Twitter to do it. Don't you think you should frame it a little bit better? So, yeah, it does get people thinking, but it gets them pointed and directed in the right way of thinking, in a positive way of thinking. Right. And not just causing and inciting, like, oh, what the hell's going on? Let's all fucking go to Kanye and fucking be outraged because of the the the, the slavery. The, the one I'm referring to is the slavery one about... What exactly to say that uh, black people put the? I don't even want. I don't want to misquote it because I don't even know exactly what it was. Something but... to the effect of, um, like, slavery was a choice. Essentially, yeah. is what he said. Yeah, something crazy like that. Something nutty as fuck. And you can't just put that out there like that, like, you because you have more space to. To clarify it. And if you don't need the space, then clarify it within those words and within the the thing that you have limited yourself to. But don't just put something out there like that. Yeah. Like, I, I think it's more reckless than anything. And I get what he's doing. I get it. It's strategic, for his fucking album. Strategic yeah, it's strategic. Marketing. Yeah. It, like, and it, people want to call this genius, and I guess it's genius in a way. But it's genius if people are gonna listen. Yeah, it's genius in a way that's gonna help Kanye and Kanye alone. Have you turned it's off been... enough people to where they're not gonna listen to your album when it drops? Yeah. Cause like I don't I personally don't really give a shit about Kanye's new solo album. <clears throat> I will check out Kanye and Kid Cudi. Because I love Kid Cudi. I'm a very big Kid Cudi fan. Day and night. That's that's where I got hooked. But, like, Cudi, Cudi's on some fucking, like, deeper shit mm-hmm. that people I don't think really see. Like, that motherfucker is fucked up and been through some shit. Drugs and drinking and fucking anxiety attacks and deaths and shit. Like, he's he's. He's fucked up, but he's put out some really brilliant music. So I'll, I will definitely check that out, but I'm not really fucking with Kanye as a solo artist, though. I wish you would go back to just producing and... Me too. Focusing on music. Do features. No, and, Do features and, and I, produce. I don't think you should get a pass on everything else just because he was a great artist. I think you should go back to being a great artist. In music, I don't care about his fashion. I don't care about his stupid fucking ideas, other than it going into him producing music and making music. And that if, is that selfish of me? Yes, a hundred percent. But to be fair, that's how I was introduced to Kanye West. I was introduced to Kanye West through the Dave Chappelle show and through Most Def. Right. And what I've gotten from Most Def. He's kind of leaned more into the political and more, you know, Yasin Bey and more of to what he was going into already. 
And I guess Kanye too, to a certain extent, but he's done like the fashion. Yassin never stopped doing music. And you know, to be to be honest, I stopped listening to Yassin bass so, uh, somewhat just because he's not focusing on the music as much as he was. Right. As Steph. I know he's touring and he, he might come out with an album soon. Yeah. Sooner well, or later. And I'll definitely check it out. But Twalib. Yeah, him and Toilet, but they're doing. I think I don't know if they're doing another Black Star. Yeah, that's what. That's when I got introduced to Mos Def too. Like his or his first uh, his first tour. I got to, or, well when they did that. I got to see him here in Chicago. I don't know, I was like thirteen, fourteen. Hell but yeah. when I got introduced to Kanye, it was through his music, and I wish, like I, I've been saying, that he would focus back on that. And my friends are telling me like, oh well, that. That's what it's all leading up to. That's what all this has been leading up to. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is all that it's been leading up to. The fashion, the marrying the Kardashians, the going crazy, the putting out crazy tweets, the going away for a year. Blaming a bunch of shit on getting liposuction. Like... Yeah, because of the people, because of us, because, dude, you put yourself up there. You were rapping about this since day one that you wanted to be fucking... I don't Jesus. You want like, dude, the the Jesus complex. Like, it's it's too much. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be real. Fucking Kanye went off the goddamn rails when his mom died. Yeah. Which the fucked up? That's the fucked up thing about hearing that he got cosmetic surgery and shit. Because that's where his mom fucking died. Mm-hmm. Having goddamn surgery. Elective surgery killed your mother. And you let Chris Kardashian's ass talk you into getting fucking lipo. Dude, I don't... Uh, like, yeah, like... I don't know. I don't know. To me, I... And they're like, well, you're a Kanye hater. And I'm like, well, I don't sit at night. I don't tweet at him. I don't do all this stuff. I All I do is I wish he would just focus on his music. And I don't think I, I don't think that is a hater. That's not a hater at all. You're not a Kanye apologist like <clears throat> most of his fans are. But, like, I don't know, man. Hey, if if this leads into this being his best album out of all of the shit he's ever released, guess what? I'll be the first one to say it. Hey, great job, Kanye. This is an awesome album. Thank you. But Here's my money for the album. Given the way the trend of how his last few albums have been to you, have faith in that being a thing? Because I, <laughs> I don't. Because I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. There's always wishful thinking, but I think that's as far as it will go. Yeah, yeah. Especially the uh, like that song that he put out where it was just like him, like saying "Whoop did he scoop" or something. Like apparently that was a troll to. Music that's coming out now with like little pump and shit like that. I'm not in the know. This is what was told to me by my by my dudes that know more about you know popular music. I would say yeah. what's in the know about music and shit like that. That's what they were telling me. That it's more of a troll, and that's what I thought it was too when I first saw it. Like when I'm like, this totally has to be a troll, and if it's not, and people pay for this and want more of this, I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know. It's funny. It's funny to me that Kanye tries to make a, a quote unquote statement about um, guys like Little Pump and stuff like that, 
weeks after J. Cole releases his album where he basically disses all these young little rappers. Just just my observation. Well, like that that little pump guy, I guess, came out with with his his thing was saying, I guess, like "fuck J Cole" or something like that. It was just a song saying that, and then like with him just making noises, like him just making not, like no lyrics, just him saying "fuck J Cole" and like noises, and that's why and like it got like a billion views or some crazy stupid shit. Yeah, that that kid is a fucking idiot. So and. From what I understand, Kanye's whoop diddy scoop video was, or that that solo or whatever he did out of that song, because he doesn't sing till till towards the end of that song, or that maybe that's how they put it. Was I don't know. I guess they're going at Little Pump. I don't know. I just want to hear good music. And um, Greta Van Fleet gave me that. That's something I'm clinging on to right now that I've been blasting. Um. I need something else, something new, and I don't think this Kanye is going to be able to fill that. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't either. Like, I like Blue Chip 7000, but it was no, nothing that I was just going to keep on. I'd rather go listen to old Action Bronson stuff that I really, really like. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm anticipating the, the, uh, Kanye and Kid Cudi album because they they usually work really well together. Uh, he's producing Nas's new album, even though I got some some fucking shit I got to figure out with myself and Nas now that all this uh, this shit came out about him and beating the shit out of Khalees and stuff. So, damn. Yeah, bro. I got. I hear about that. Yeah. Well, Khalees Khalees has put out this story. I I haven't I haven't been able to dig and unfold it too deep. Like. I gotta, I gotta kind of get into it and figure out an opinion because, well, I have my opinion because I know how I feel about fucking domestic violence. It's just, it's, it's a, it's a juxtaposition. Like I gotta take a stand on Nas, but I gotta walk out, I gotta back out and walk away. So I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to support this new album, man. And that's a hard thing for me because Nas has been an integral part of, of, shit, my life and stuff. Like especially as an MC, he been very very big for me so yeah yeah uh yeah it's fucked up but yeah that, that, i will not be probably fucking i won't be buying kanye's album and i doubt i'll stream it so fuck kanye I'll probably listen to what these guys and then see what's up from there i'll i'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the deets. Oh I'll, yeah, for sure. Give me give me your feelings on it. I'll get feelings from people on it because like mm-hmm. I listen to Joe Budden every week. That dude's my fucking spirit animal. That's why I'm real real interested to see how this whole thing unpacks when Joe drops a podcast this week because uh, Joe was in Slaughterhouse with Royce. Um. There was some shit like Joe. Joe didn't have a real favorable opinion of Eminem's new album, mm-hmm. 
And so it caused some fucking waves with Royce and Joe and Joe and fucking Bizarre. And so I'm I'm interested to see what what this week's Joe Budden podcast has to say. Unpacking that and unpacking fucking This Is America. Did you uh did you get to see any of the highlights of fucking Ryzen over the weekend? Um yes, I saw Haraguchi knock out Ian McCall in nine seconds. Yeah. Nasty Ian McCall just came forward and caught I think what was a right just on the pipe and sat him down and the ref just came in and stopped it. The gooch. Yeah. The gooch Haraguchi. was dude, the gooch was in a good position to get himself a rematch with fucking Mighty Mouse, and they didn't. Really they, let why did they let him go? I think he wanted more money than they were going to give him, and he, he was able to get more money out of Ryzen. Yeah. And they they let him go. It was stupid. It was very Darren stupid. Cro- Darren Crookshanks yeah. is another former U. Well, Darren got yeah. beaten out of the UFC, but but Darren Crookshank lands a nasty head kick to get a knockout. I don't know who his opponent was. I didn't either. There weren't a lot, we of, gotta, lot of names I recognized on this Ryzen card besides McCall, Gucci, Horiguchi, and uh, and Crookshanks. There was, like, somebody else, but I don't remember now. I don't think it was in Ryzen, but uh, Alexander Milenko beat the shit out of uh, Gabriel Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Yeah, no, it wasn't yeah. in Ryzen. He just beat the fuck out of him. He put it on him in, like, uh, body shots. Headshots. Gonzaga just covered up the whole time and eventually just started taking some heavy knees even while he was covered. Gonzaga doesn't look like the Gonzaga of old. He looks fat. Um, yeah, he doesn't he, look like he wants it anymore. I don't know. It was kind of bad. No, he definitely hasn't looked the same in a long time. Maybe he's on the juice. Maybe. Them Brazilians. Yeah, and then oh. in that... So back to Ryzen, we had uh, Tenshin Masukawa versus Yusaku Nakamura. Uh, Tenshin landed a... So we got Nakamura coming in to try to land the right. And this guy throws like a spinning heel kick super quick and like ducks his head under the right hand and lands the heel, hit, uh, the heel hook. Her heel kick and knocked out Nakamura. <laughs> Dude, it's sick. If you guys haven't seen it, check out my Twitter. It's up there. Yeah, that kick was nasty. Yeah, it's it's like it's something that fucking it's something the Japanese guy would do. I'm not being racist, but those motherfuckers are martial artists. <laughs> it was artistic. They've been doing this shit forever. But no, it was it was a really nice fucking. Really nice kick. Nothing, we, nothing we've seen like in the UFC. Because this guy dropped down, like he dropped down to his knee and hit him. Like, well, as he was going down, he right. fucking caught him. As he was, because he pretty much just gave out his base as he was throwing it. It was all in that kick. And uh, beautiful. beautiful. It was, it was a work of art. It was, it was crazy. One of the slickest knockouts I've ever seen. <laughs> that was really all I saw. <coughs> I got a question for you, brother. Yeah? Did you check out the Triple G versus, uh, fuck, what's his name? Let me Give me a second. Mart, Martir Olsayan. Sorry. No. Pronunciation. But uh, it's an Armenian last name, and I just don't know how to pronounce it. But uh, Triple G 
Yeah, uh, it was two rounds. So Triple G was supposed to face uh, my boy, uh, Canelo, the Irish Mexican, the cinnamon. And somebody death touched it. Yeah, he ate some some he ate some tainted meat. Uh so Canelo was suspended. He pulled out from the fight first and then he got suspended for six months, so that fight's probably gonna happen in September. So Golovkin decided to get paid anyway and stay on the card. I guess they moved it from a pay per view to a regular televised ESPN, which I decided to buy it for a fifteen dollar monthly fee on sling so i can cancel it whenever but why cancel it if lomachenko's fighting this weekend oh yeah but uh golovkin came out kind of like you know whatever i'm gonna beat this guy i'm gonna make it go a couple rounds give you guys your money's worth and uh the armenian guy just came forward fucking strong like he and, and he caught golovkin with a couple of good shots in the first and Golovkin was like, you want to box? Let's box. Second round he came. He landed a nasty uppercut that started at the beginning of the end. Um, and then followed it up with uh, finished with a nasty combo. I think it was like three jabs before he – what I think the jabs were landing hard, but I think he was trying to find his accuracy because once he found his accuracy, he landed the fucking right right down the pipe and knocked out uh, knocked out the Armenian. Uh it didn't Tarver- help. Ed- was... Edmund Tarverian, yeah, Edmund Tarverian should have told them, told them the secret. Head, head movement. movement. That was the same. It didn't help for that guy that uh, that Edmund was in his quarter. Yeah. No. Well, this guy, uh, he had been out for two years as well. He's a tough guy, and no one really wants to fight Golovkin. Besides, maybe Danny Jacobs. If you guys haven't seen that Danny Jacobs fight versus Golovkin, was before the Canelo one. Was a badass fight. Uh, controversial finish. Well, not controversial, just kind of, it could have gone either way. People could have given it to Jacobs and Golovkin won, and people are all right with that. And then it was the draw. So we kind of want to see Triple G versus Canelo in September, but it's not set in stone. Who knows? We might get uh, Triple G versus Jacobs. Um, Yeah. Canelo versus Saunders. But I don't think Triple G wants uh, Jacobs again. That was a tough fight for him. It was a really tough fight. I will have to take your word for it because I have not watched it. Oh, know. if you want to see a good uh, Golovkin fight, watch that one. Someone that put some good uh, adversity against him, where he's got to come, he's got to bring it. I would watch that one. Yeah. I just don't like boxing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Well, not really good, but you know, it was Tyson esque. Two rounds, finished it, knockout. He needed the knockout. He got it. Like I might speak it on my show. I might watch if they can do uh <coughs> Joshua and uh Wilder. Wilder, yeah. What if they do uh what's his name? The big old guy, Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury's back. I'd watch Tyson Fury versus either of those guys. Maybe. Tyson Fury beat uh he beat Glitchko. Remember, and then he he retired because he he was mentally unstable, and then got on coke and shot up to four hundred pounds. And then recently he's been back, so he might take a fight to get back in shape and see where his boxing skill is at. But he wants Wilder and Joshua. Eventually, he wants back in the mix, and he's a he's a weird boxer. So 
he he put he he's a different style than Wilder and Joshua. Joshua being the more conventional jab, uh, heavy heavy rights, you know, the heavy puncher. And uh, Wilder's really weird. Wilder has his hands down. He's more the unconventional guy that fucking kind of leaps into his jabs, but he always has his hands at his fucking waists. But he's a heavy hit. He's a heavy hitter too. These well, all these guys are they're heavyweights. Tyson Fury's really awkward. He's really awkward. If you guys ever seen him, like his footwork is different. His boxing style is different. It, it gives people a hard, a hard opponent to deal with, and that's what happened with Glitzko. Uh, but we haven't seen him since. Huh. Kind of went crazy. Okay, I remember Tyson Fury slightly, but I don't, I just don't watch enough He's, boxing. He sang to his wife after the win. Uh, the Armageddon song, I think. Okay. I forget what the song is. The Aerosmith song? Yeah. All right. He sang it to her in the ring. <laughs> Jesus. <God. laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to look that up. All right. Let's let's uh, let's get into some news. Uh, announced this morning that the UFC and ESPN have come to an agreement for a rights deal. Uh, they've reached a multi-year media rights agreement for the exclusive live USC content on the new ESPN Plus streaming service. Oh, this sucks, balls. Fuck you, allergies. Um, beginning in January of 2019, that is when... Well, the Fox deal has expired, but the Fox deal, this is the last year of it. Uh, it's a five-year deal worth $150 million per year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dana says, quote, I couldn't be more excited to partner with the Walt Disney Company and ESPN on an agreement that will continue to grow our sport. We've always done deals with the right partners at the right time, except for Reebok. Uh, and this one is no exception. We will now have the ability to deliver fights to our young fan base wherever they are and whenever they want it. Are they still splitting fights on Fox then as well? I don't know because they're still working on trying to work out a, a new deal with Fox. So this, so, so this wouldn't this more than likely they're going to renegotiate with Fox and, and continue. probably just take the deal Fox gave them right and maybe give them less. Maybe I don't know what what we were talking about a couple of weeks ago when we got that story <laughs> was that it was going to be more. What's funny? Yeah, what's funny now is Fox has to now they're fucked because ESPN just picked them up. That means ESPN is going to be covering them a lot more. Fox. If ESPN is the bigger news outlet for sports, and if Fox wants to compete in any way or form with them, and they already have the UFC, they kind of got to come to a deal with them. Fox is also trying to make a deal with Vince. To yeah, get with off, the, to get them off the US. Yeah, to get them off yeah. US, USA. Because uh, there's your programming on Fox Sports One and Two. And they could run X amount of events on Big Fox, like they mm -hmm. used to do Saturday Night Main Event. Yeah, well, that wouldn't fuck with uh, Vince's live, or sorry, his uh, his WWE Network shit no. because you could just move over. But this, well, it's just it's just taking over where USA yeah. was. This kind of does well, not really. I don't know how they're going to work it out, but we're kind of left in limbo now because the price drops. 
and pretty much the events that were are gonna, that were on Fight Pass are going to be moved over there with the Contender Series. Well, they have it. They said that they're they're not uh, going to get rid of Fight Pass. Fight Pass is still going to be there. It's still going. They're still going to have things on there. So I don't know how this is going to work. If it's okay, gonna... well, well, if if that's how it's going to work, then I think they're going to leave like. Um, the Eddie Bravo Invitational, Invicta. Yeah, that stuff's all going to stay on the Fight Pass library. Which I think a lot of people are going to just cancel then. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. This this story doesn't doesn't go into as much of the breakdown of the stuff of how it's going to work with Fight Pass than one that I was oh, reading it, earlier. It's uh, just kind of deal, right? In a, kind of like a broad view of the deal. Yeah, just this says the release didn't uh, mention much about the future of UFC's digital streaming service, UFC Fight Pass. <laughs> but I saw an article I was reading on either Twitter or Facebook earlier, and I should have found it and pulled it up. But uh, it was saying that Fight Pass was, was still going to be around, and they were still going to have content from the UFC on it, um, like live events and stuff still. So I don't know. If, if I were smart and I were the UFC... I would try to split those fights between the two, um, have them be Fight Pass exclusives, or not have them be Fight Pass exclusives anymore, but split them, have them be on ESPN as well, because you're tapping into a completely different market, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope they lower, if they're going to get rid of a bunch of stuff on Fight Pass, and and I have to buy something else, if... I hope they just make it to where if I have Fight Pass, I have the ESPN thing now too. Probably not. But they're not going to do that. No. But because uh, they're going to well, try to make me buy two shits now. Yeah, because it said that UFC Fight Pass will be available for purchase on ESPN Plus along with pay-per-views. So you can buy the pay-per-views on ESPN Plus at an extra fee. So who knows? I don't know. It's interesting. It's about it's about to get real interesting for for us as fans. Yeah, because I have to. Yeah, well, it's definitely it. It's definitely good. It's a hundred percent good. But now, now it's up to now it's up to them to decide what they're gonna do. And now fans have to decide what platforms and because I don't even have ESPN now. I have to get the now I have to pay the five bucks, which I don't mind. But well, you I don't have no. You don't have to pay the five bucks for ESPN. This will be on their ESPN Plus streaming service. So okay, that's so that's a separate. You pay for that is five but bucks a month, just for ESPN get, Plus. I think they'll take advantage and they'll probably put some fights on ESPN, just regular TV. Um, if they're smart, they would. The deal will have fifteen live events exclusively on ESPN Plus starting next year. The events will be branded UFC on ESPN Plus Fight Nights, and will be compro- composed of twelve fights. I know they were talking about doing uh, other programming will also be featured on ESPN Plus, including new seasons of Dana White's Contender Series, <clears throat> uh, the new All Access. I know they were talking about doing like uh, countdown or pre and post fight shows on ESPN. Yeah, they have IMG original content, All Access series. Yeah, produced by IMG. Yeah, but I remember seeing like 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 what they do on Fox Sports One now, the pre and post fight shows. Those will be, I think, on ESPN 1 and 2, probably. So, 
But how often do you watch the pre-fight and post-fight shows from Fox Sports Now? Um, I might put them on when we're here, but I don't think we're really paying attention to them. Exactly. So are you? It's not something you necessarily necessarily you need to pay five bucks extra for to get regular ESPN if you just pay. Oh, a hundred percent. No, I don't care what they say. So because I I I think that I rather just get my opinion out there first and then listen to. <laughs> right. Exactly. So there you go. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where this all goes. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. They need to clarify more about the intentions between what fight pass is and isn't going to be after this. And most importantly, most importantly, get these motherfuckers paid. Get these guys the money they deserve for fucking beating the shit out of each other for our entertainment. Well, are they going to – so here's the question, though, too, is like like the cards that they do now on, on Fox or Fox Sports 1, there's always the Fight Pass exclusive prelims. Mm-hmm. Am I going to pay nine ninety nine just to get those fights and not get any other live fights on Fight Pass but those fights for the pay-per-views? Fuck no, I'm not. Yeah, right? Because it's usually two, three fights. Like, nah. Not nah, kid. So yeah, you need to clarify to me what it what is going to be available on Fight Pass before I make a decision. Yeah. Well, they got to 2019, right? Sort of. They, they got gotta some have, time. They yeah. got to clarify it fucking soon, though. Yeah. But then they're still trying to figure out the deal with Fox, so that's probably when we'll get some clarification. Because there's still the potential that they're going to live, you know, air vets on Fox, too. Yeah, which is good for the sport, though. Because I know they did have a lot of events, <laughs> but especially if they're splitting them up in, in between two now. Um, I don't know. I like watching fights. People are like, oh, you know, it's oversaturated. I'm like, you guys don't like watching fights? There's some weeks where I'm just like, Jesus, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, people, like, remember they were leaving, even though there was a fight left after the... <laughs> the Fedor fight. Yeah, but I mean, realistically though, people left because the main event was over. People weren't yeah. gonna get a lot of those people weren't gonna get there to see that fight earlier anyway. So why do they? They don't care about it now. But yeah, but I'm just saying, like those that that kind of shows you fans. Yeah, like it was kind of empty when we when we first. No, actually, it was kind of full when we it got there. It was decent. I, I mean, there was still room, but yeah. it filled out definitely between the prelims and the main card. But like I, everyone did leave, and I was like, "Hey, there's still fights," and I was like, "Yeah, whatever." They didn't give a shit. Yeah, one guy was trying to like, convince <laughs> his like five friends, he's like, "Hey, there's still a fight left." He's and then everyone's like, "Ah, fuck you," right. and then he's like, "Ah, thanks," but they're leaving. I'm like, "All right." Hey, James ended it soon. He ended it quick. He did. He did. They should have stuck around. <laughs> yeah, they should have. They fucked up. Mm-hmm. They fucked up. Uh, so this morning, Dana was making his rounds, doing some media stuff. And he confirmed that the UFC is in talks to try to get uh, GSP versus Nate Diaz to uh, to fight at one or 227 in August uh, at 155 pounds. Um, 
I'd rather see Nick, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's gonna happen, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'll watch the fight. Fuck it. I, I think it's a, a, everybody like they all seem pretty confident that George could make two twenty or one fifty five. Fucking. Uh... This would be at one fifty five. Yeah. Okay, then that makes it a little bit more interesting. I thought they're gonna do it at one seventy. No, it's gonna be at one fifty five, bro. Okay, well that's a little bit different then. Um, never said I wasn't gonna watch it, but I'd still rather see Nick because I thought it was at a heavier weight. No. Nope. Okay. One five. I'm not overly five. excited. I'll watch it, but I'm like, yeah. I'm not just bleed over it. Nah, but I mean, I'm excited for the fact that it's something that's gonna get Nate back in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. So. A hundo. That would be ideally it would be the uh the co main event for Dillashaw versus Garbrandt with Gustafson and Rockhold and Brunson and Shootface. Uh also this morning Dana called into the Unfiltered Podcast. This is kind of just a little follow up to a story that uh that we talked about last week. Where Ariel Hawani, you you brought it up. Where Ariel Hawani was trying to make bullshit news about Nico Montana and got called out and was being a fucking douche about it. Kind of just like stood his ground. So this is Dana talking about the situation. I'm just gonna play like a, a good little chunk of it. God damn it! Of course, people. Pin you up. Too about uh, you know the uh, the uh, flyweight champion uh, Nico Montano, uh, she has an injured foot, and uh, you know recently her and Ariel got into it. I guess where he was saying that the UFC has had enough or is being impatient. I'm paraphrasing, and um, she came out and very angry on Instagram and responded to that, saying that he was incorrect, and he kind of I guess uh, doubled down and said he stood by it. Was he correct to say that? Um, of course well, he wasn't correct. Who the fuck does Ariel Hawani talk to at the UFC? Nobody here's talking to him. You know what I mean? And what we found out is that he was actually talking to um, he was actually talking to Valentina's people who said that is not what we told Ariel. We told him that we were getting very frustrated with uh, with Nico, not the UFC. Oh, okay. So she was exactly. No, nobody's here telling Ariel Hawani jack shit. You think we're calling Ariel going? We're getting frustrated with fucking. You know what I mean? And if there's anybody that's gonna say we're getting frustrated, there's three guys, and I'm one of them. So that's that's Dana's Dana's thoughts on Ariel Hawani and that whole situation. I go back and forth with Hawani, man. Like, mm-hmm. well, well, I could see where. Dana could be right where Ariel asks Valentina and Valentina's people say they're the UFC is getting frustrated because of, they're not getting the paper signed. And it could be what the managers are hearing and what the UFC wants to tell her managers. And, you know, it's all fucking bureaucracy shit. But even Valentina's, uh, according to him, even Valentina's people came back and said, no, we said that we were getting frustrated. Oh, okay. Not her. He said that okay. too. I didn't know if you caught that, but yeah. No, he, okay. he said that that it was it was coming from Valentina's people and even they stood back and said, No, we didn't say the UFC, we said we. 
I don't know. Ariel has, like, sometimes I feel for him. Sometimes I feel like he gets what he deserves, man. Luke came out and defended him, and I, I think uh, yeah, but Luke's Ariel kind of a bitch too. Oh, Luke's an asshole, but he'll he'll fucking come out and say it. <laughs> He's a dick. But uh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Uh, I think Ariel, about... uh, Ariel Ariel addressed it too, but I don't I don't I didn't exactly hear what he said on the show today. I didn't either. I, I don't know, man. Ariel, look at what he started. He started crying and shit. With a USC when he got band. banned, yeah, but he kind of fucked up a big moment for them. Mm-hmm. He was doing his job, though, right? I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of tricky. If that were my job, I would have done it. But he's also—I don't know—he's him and Dana's relationship is is super fucky, so. Yeah. <coughs> I just thought it was funny that he called it out. <laughs> um, well, to be honest, I'm happy Dana actually came out and defended one of his champions. Yeah, me too. Even if it was just because it was Ariel and he fucking, you know, hates Ariel. But I'm glad he came, especially her being so new and having, you know, some medical issues early on, especially her not defending. Right. But. You know, he came out and defended her, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's cool. Good for good for Dana for doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chad Mendez has got a fight. He's back. Yeah, slated Money for Mendez. yeah slated for his return at uh, UFC Boise in uh, on July fourteenth. It's going to be the. Uh, Part of the the card featuring Junior Dos Santos and uh, Ivanov and the lightweight bout between Paul Felder and James Vick. <clears throat> it's cool to see to see money back in the cage. Yep, I want to see how the time away has done. See if he's got any rust. Yeah, been away for two years, man. Right, it's true. Got an opportunity to show ring rust is is a myth. Mm-hmm. Um, last story. This is kind of following up on things that we've we've said on this show, and everybody has said about Justin Gaethje. But uh, Justin has come out and admitted that taking K or taking damage is a concern following the two consecutive KO losses. Uh, this was on the the MMA hour the other day. You know, he's racked up a lot of mileage in the last seven years, so uh, I don't I don't think he's got very much, you know, too probably too long in his career. Uh, if he wants to live a long time, I would say no. He said he's got uh um I would say he thinks probably maybe five fights is what it looks like he said. Say depending on who, I don't want to see him go through. That. I want to see him win, I guess. But you know, those wars aren't really entertaining. But can we fucking switch it up and get some W's, please? Right, switch it up. Get well, some... not even because he's still gonna take a beating, man. I don't know. Get some head movement. 
Head movement. Head movement. Head movement. Leave Edmund alone, you bastard. Fuck Edmund. He ruined so many careers. So many careers. Uh, yeah, Scott Coker's not interested in uh, doing a one-off collaboration with one championship to get Ben Askren, so that fight's not going to happen. Pearl Gonzalez, 2-0 and in Invicta. She picked yeah. up an armbar. And my girl Pearl, she's hot as fuck, she's so man. so hot. And she looked good. She looked real she, good. She put up a picture on her, uh, might be Instagram, but I saw it on Twitter. Of her like shadow boxing along the lake, and you could see like the skyline in the background. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, I mean she's beautiful. She looked she looked phenomenal in the fight. Yeah, yeah. So she's looking sexy. They're making well, not making her, but they're letting her dress however she wants. So she's like wearing pearls and like sexy ass. Like I hope she gets another shot. Well, if she's gonna be dressing like this in Invicta, um, keep her in Invicta. <laughs> but no, yeah, she, I hope she gets another shot in the UFC. Yeah, she deserves another chance. She's two and zero. She'll get one. Sure, I'm sure, especially the way she looks. Yeah, fine. Uh, I don't think I got anything else, man. You got anything? Um, I think that was it for me. Cool. All right. That's. I think let's wrap this up. Call it a day. Plugs. Uh, check out Full Heel Podcast for all your WWE and UFC MMA opinions. Just me. You know. My sexy ass voice. Check it out. Uh. I'm on YouTube. Da na na Yeah, but uh, check out Full Heel Podcast. YouTube, iTunes, Podbean. And, uh, yeah. It doesn't matter that I'm displaying the shirt because we're not on YouTube right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I am if wearing my. Know, now they know. I am wearing my Full Heel Podcast t shirt. Nice shirt. So it is a nice, nice shirt. It's very comfortable. Thank you to Toucan. Yeah. Thanks, Toucan. Sam. You're the man. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't really have plugs. Oh, I watched, uh, I watched the war or warrior the the MMA movie with the what the fuck's his name dude that played Brian Callen in it. Well, Brad Brian Callen plays fucking basically Joe Rogan. He's always talking about it. Kurt Angle's in it too. Nice. Um, no, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Okay. Tom Hardy, Nick Nolte. It's a good movie, man. I haven't watched it in a while. And I really don't even know if I watched it all the way through until the other night I watched it. And, uh, okay. yeah, go watch that shit if you haven't seen it before. Find it. Do it. It's not on Netflix, but find it. You can find it. Do it. Do find it. it now. Yeah, yeah, find it. Watch it. It's good shit. There's not a lot of really good MMA movies out there. The ones There's always, like, the cheesy fucking... B movie straight to DVD bullshit like Never Back Down Part Seven, uh-huh. like that's where you get fucking MMA movies. But this was like fucking full out Hollywood, pretty good shit. So check it. All right, 
Let me kick this. Kick this fucking mule. Play that fucking track. Play that fucking track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for Raphael, I'm Jeff. We'll see you guys on Thursday for the UFC 224 preview. Peace. <laughs>